Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. And I'm J.P. Miller coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, today's episode is 108. J.P. holding down the East Coast branch of the Fast Brackets podcast. What is happening with you? You were we're starting the year 2023. Like this is the first 20. episode in 2023. I love it. I think, and I now I've got to do a little more research because this is not my area of expertise. But I looked into it. Um, according to the Chinese calendar, the year of 2023 is the year of the Jordan. Is that you think that's accurate? That has to be right. It's got to be. It, it, 20, 2023 can't be anything else but the GOAT. The year of the Jordan. I love it um, for sure. And you youngsters out there, do not give me any of it. Any of this LeBron James stuff, I will not have it. And I know, JP, you're you're on board with that, correct? I don't want to hear nothing about LeBron James ever again. And, right. And I, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly right and i i love it i'm probably just irritated at everybody under 30 but i don't care do do, <laughs> do not care the goat is the goat it's the michael jordan end of story the year 2023 and we are off and running guys girls we we really do have a great year for you guys this year this is episode number 108 uh jp made the show better there's no doubt about that uh jp you made the show better uh, let me ask you this though: Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Do you do anything of the sort? Do you say, "Okay, this is something I want to do," kind of as a New Year's resolution? I don't really do resolutions. I kind of take inventory of the year and kind of look and see what I can improve on, and and just try to you know get a little better for the next for the next year and set some goals. And that's kind of what I do. I, I'm I think, not. I'm not quitting anything. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna uh, cut out carbs for 2023, or uh, oh, I gotta have my carbs, man. I'm a. I'm a steak and potato guy, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I might cut back, but I'm not cutting out. Smart. That's very smart. Um, I. I think too. I learned couple years ago, I learned that systems are better than goals. So if you have good systems, that's better than having a good goal. And so from that standpoint, I, I don't say, hey, I, this is my resolution for 2023. My, my goal is to have better systems, to be better at those systems and improve those systems. And if I do that, then I feel like the goals will take care of themselves. So from that standpoint, I'm with you, you know, just trying to make yourself a little bit better as we go along yep there you go it's, what about it's like uh it's like contending for a championship if you if you win the rounds the points will take care of itself it's so true so true we um you know we we had that conversation with todd ferguson uh he came on and he talked about how many rounds you have to win in order to win a championship in the pdra elite side um and and it is kind of one of those things where you can make yourself crazy Thinking that there, you know, or you can just prepare the car, go try to win each round, and let it shake out, right? But uh, I think you can, and I've seen people go crazy uh, with the points and things like that, trying to manipulate themselves into better position. And I, I can't do it. I cannot co-sign any of that action, JP. No, sir. 
What about predictions, my man? Um, if we were going to say, what what is something that you would go out on a limb and uh, for public record, what type of prediction do you think you would make this year? Um, I'm going to, this is going to be, I'm going I'm to predict somebody, and he is a buddy of mine, full disclosure, but I will say this. If he runs, if he gets the opportunity to run the full season in PDRA, top sports of regular, my buddy Robbie Crenshaw, I think will win the championship. He's made good runs in the past, right? He's yeah. he's had he's been kind of uh, in position to be in position type stuff, and and so you, you feel like he just all the cards could come together for him this year. If 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 he can run the whole season. If he can make every race, he'll. He was in contention and didn't make every race. If he can make every race, I definitely think he will be a player. Yeah. No. Well, I think that comes down to a lot of it, right? Is uh, at the end of the year we look back and we go, who, who a showed up, right? Um, the the world is run by those who show up. That's you know that is a fact. Um, the world's run by those who show up. So that's a big part of winning a championship is showing up all the time. And, and if he does that, and we know he's talented enough. And so if you just get a break here or there, man, put yourself in position to be in position. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, I don't want to jinx him or nothing, but I, I just <laughs> I feel like that. I think I think that ship has sailed, my friend. That ship has yeah, sailed. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> full right, dis- full disclosure, <laughs> I put JP on the spot with that prediction. And uh, so <laughs> – so that wasn't uh, that was not uh, very nice on my part. My prediction for this year is that I think Factory X um, for the new the new NHRA class is going to be wildly popular. I just think those cars are super cool. I think it has an opportunity to to make. Uh, it, I think it'll it'll take a tweak here or there. They won't have the rules quite right coming out of the box. It's going to take a tweak here or there, but once they get that, I think that class is going to be uh, just bonanza. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's my prediction. It's probably not that's probably not as bold as yours, JP, but uh, but it is one, and I'm going to stick to it. Hey, that's a good prediction. I, uh, do we got any news on any new cars coming out or cars being built for that deal? Or, I mean, I'm sure people are building cars for the deal, but you know, um, it was it uh, Mike Turk. His his car was on display at PRI. Uh, yeah, or, sorry, Jeff Turk. It's not uh, Mike. Sorry, uh, Jeff Turk's car was on display at PRI. That thing is going to be good. And it, what I know is that there are multiple cars being built. Some of the guys are being a little bit uh mysterious about it maybe for good reason i'm not sure but uh but i i just personally i think it's going to be a, just a really fun fun class to to watch develop and i can't i can't wait uh, obviously yeah, definitely definitely be, be good to watch yeah obviously our classes are always fun and we've got some big news to talk about uh from that side as well but um guys girls i think we've got a great uh show for you this year so our deal this year is we're going to work really hard jp and i are to have an episode out for you every other week uh every week is just a little bit tough with our schedules both with uh you know trying to get some racing in ourselves and uh, the jobs that we do but we're going to work really hard to get an episode out every other week for you this year 
hopefully that means about 24 episodes for you in 2023. Actually, let's do that, JP. Let's shoot for 23 episodes in 23. That sounds about right, does it not? 23 and 23, that yeah. would work. I think, yeah. I think we can do it. Yeah, Let's I like it. it. Year of the Jordan, I love it. Um, we'll do that. We'll try to shoot for 23 episodes for you this year. Uh, that would put us at, uh, what, episode 131? Is that right in my math there at the end of the year? So we'll see. Um, I guess somebody can make a bet and see if we get to uh, 131 or not, the over-under on episodes that Fast Bracket puts out in 2023. We will be taking bets on that, but that's our plan. We, um, we're going to do one every, every other week, and I think that is going to allow us to put on just a great show for you guys every other week. So very excited. Uh, there's lots of good news to talk about in the world of drag racing. And I'm going to speak for myself, JP, but uh, I am incredibly excited about what is going to happen this year. Yeah, I, I am too. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm usually not as excited this early, um, but... I'm really, really excited this year about there's a lot of great racing going on, uh, a lot of great organizations putting on races, a um, lot of good money up for grabs. So I think it's going to be a great season, and I think everybody's going to come out and, and have a ball. So I'm looking forward to it. Guys, girls, get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, work on the old heap, but metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on get strapped in because here we go all right let's make a pass let's get them hot let's put this thing in the water box jp we've to kick off the new year we've got a, a rules discussion or a rule change i would say and I can't, I mean, I'm going to say this. I think the NHRA made the greatest, one of the greatest moves they've made in a long, long time. And I, I don't, I say that in jest because they make a lot of good decisions. They make a lot of hard decisions. That said, this one is spectacular in my mind. Tell us what happened. Yeah, well, NHRA decided to remove the minimum weight from uh, top sportsman and top dragster. So um, it looks like, it was based around a safety decision. Um, you know, when you already have a minimum ET, you don't need to be hanging a bunch of weight on the car. So I think that was probably the correct move on their part. Uh, seemed like it was met with some mixed reaction. A lot of guys were for it. Some guys didn't really care. Uh, I would dare to say maybe a couple guys it didn't make sense to, but... I could I can understand it from a safety standpoint. Um, when you get these cars going at speed, uh, it's just probably easier to slow them down. And um, and God forbid if we have a an incident on track, you don't want a bunch of weight bolted on that could potentially come loose and get somebody hurt. So to me, I think the mo the, the the reasoning behind it was safety. Uh, will it affect car count? I guess that remains to be seen. Um, does it make it easier for maybe some of the guys to cross over that run under other sanctions that don't have a minimum weight? Maybe. So I guess 2023, we'll see how all of that shakes out. But um, it looks like there's no minimum weight in top sports and the top Jackson. So if you were out there and you were looking for that to happen, uh, this is your year. I love it. Uh, longtime listeners of the show will tell you that I've been banging this drum for a long time. And I've said there's no great reason 
for there to be minimum weights on these cars, specifically when we've got a minimum dial-in. When you can't run faster than 6.10 in a quarter mile, adding weight doesn't help the cause. I get it from a standpoint when there was no minimum dial, right? You can't just have somebody go buy the number one qualifier by putting titanium everywhere. That said, right. as soon as you get to a minimum dial and you go 6.10 is as fast as you can go, then what is the point? Uh, and I've said this for a long time. I My only... My only belief at this point is that uh, Glenn Cromwell and all the guys at Antrade listened to the show religiously, and they've heard me talk about this, and they said, of course Rex is right. Of course he knew exactly what he's talking about, and they made the change that we all wanted. Now, I will say this. I think you're absolutely right, JP, when you say that it likely brings a few more cars to the class. Right. Maybe there's a comp car that uh, was running comp before and says, hey, I'd rather run top sportsman. Right. Maybe or top dragster or something like that. Maybe there's some PDRA cars or Midwest drag racing series cars that make the move over because now they don't have to worry about minimum weights. I don't know that. You know, there's nobody that comes to mind that says, oh, they definitely been begging to run NHRA, but they haven't because of minimum weights. That said, I think, you know, there's a couple issues at play here, right? One is, um, you know, let's just eliminate the things that stop cars from showing up. And this would be one of them, I I think, has been glaring for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a factor. That definitely will be a factor in, you know, somebody deciding to run somewhere if you take and say, you know, I got this deal dialed in and now I got to hang a bunch of weight on it to go run over here. It's going to slow me up, so I got to get it back faster. And it just goes on and on. So it, it definitely was a good move on NHRA's part. And, of course, they listen to the show, Rex. We're worldwide. I, Who doesn't listen to the show? I, you know what? Sometimes I just I say things that everybody knows. It's It's very... Uh, department of the redundancy department type of thing that said, um, and I, I, you know, like we just know, we know things, um, especially when, uh, I've been banging this drum for a while. And I think also that it makes a leisure race, right? It makes, I mean, why cross the scale? You don't even have to cross the scales anymore. It's, it's one yeah, less you thing just- you have to do. And, and then one less thing to police. I, I, I think it's a great move. And I, I say this all the time, but I say, NHRA has a tough job and, you know, the the tech department guys and the guys making the rules and stuff like that, they have tough jobs. There's no doubt about that. That said, they absolutely got this one right, in my opinion. Yeah, correct. I would agree. Hey, let's let's do this. Let's uh, cross our fingers that they keep getting it right and it keeps bringing in new cars to the class because that would make us both happy. Oh, yeah. That, that definitely that definitely will make us happy and and I, I would love to see that as well so hopefully nhra is this is the start of a trend and they start going down the right path with with all of this stuff and and, and looking out for the races and making it a little bit bit easier to get out to the racetrack nhra keep listening to us keep making great decisions and keep making drag racing great it's all you got to do baby All right, let's put this thing in the beams presented by AFCO Racing. JP, 
Let's set the stage for our listeners for this year. And I think it is, it absolutely is going to be a great year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But what we have in store for our listeners this year is is just nothing short of amazing. What we're going to do, what we're going to attempt to do is bring on all of the champions in Top Sportsman and Top Dragster, all the people that hoisted the trophies that uh, at the end of the year, Said I got it done, uh, and we know in racing there is winning and there's misery, and the, for the select few that got through and got through all the rounds that battled, those folks, these guys and girls, they hosted the trophy and they are winners, and I can't wait to bring them on in this segment, um, in this driver segment for everybody this year. Uh, I mean, think about this, JP. We've got. 23 winners it's the year of the jordan so i mean you've got the right number of winners if you take uh, the pdra you take the midwest drag racing series you take nhra the association if you will and you put those together we've got 23 champions and we're going to bring those folks on and hear their stories and i cannot wait i cannot wait because you know it's going to be the best of the best yeah, it's going to be exciting to hear about the championship run and and you know the mindset when you when you're making a championship run, the ups and downs of the seasons, the highs and lows, uh, trials and tribulations, and all of that stuff. It's always good to hear that and hear it from their perspective. Well, as we're going through the season, right? We we're all doing this thing as we're going through the season, and we're like, man, this was a pain. This uh, this was a hurdle to climb. This was a headache to deal with. And I think it's good sometimes to hear it from the champs that it wasn't all easy for them either. Like they battled through. I mean, I, I think we're going to hear this a lot in that there were a lot of tough days for these champions and they kept battling. They kept going. And that's how they became champions, right? They didn't hang their head. They didn't say, oh, what was me? I, you know, it's a problem. And guess what? It's a problem for everybody. The champions figure it out. And that's what these folks yep. did. And to me, I cannot wait uh, to hear exactly what those challenges was and how they got them over. I got over them. I mean, I, I think that's oh, yeah. the greatest the greatest part of all this. Oh yeah, and and a lot of these came down to the wire too. So it, it was it's going to be interesting to to hear you know what they were thinking leading up into the last you know, the last couple of races, last couple of rounds when, you know, they're kind of on the fence and going back and forth with some of the other competitors. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And you know, I mean, all the, our listeners know this. We are about excellence. We're about being the best. We're absolutely elitist. There's no doubt about that. Like we, we pay no mind to people that say, well, you're being elitist. You're only uh, highlighting the best of the best. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what we do here at the Fast Brackets Podcast. We take the people that are succeeding and doing it at the highest level, and those are the people we prop up because that's what we're all about. We're about the best of the best, and the best of the best in the PDRA this year, JP, let's give a shout-out to those people that that got championship trophies this year. Okay. Uh, First up, we got Virginia native Henry Underwood and Top Sportsman Elite for PDRA. Uh, then we have Joe Rubicek and Top Sportsman uh, Regular for PDRA. Uh, top Dragster Elite was Larry Roberts, and Top Dragster Regular was Tisha Wilson. 
Man, uh, yeah, what a great group that was, huh? I mean, all fierce competitors and all yeah, battled, yeah, and all battled in their own ways over the course of the year, right? Um, yeah, that that whole PDRA is just murderers row, and you, you know it as well as anybody, um, JP. But uh, good for all of those folks, and, and what our role is to bring those those folks on. Uh, tell their stories. You've you've heard Joe Rubichek on here before. He's a friend of the show. He's he's a great story. Moved across country so that he could run more PDRA events and then gets the championship. I mean, that, that's fantastic from that standpoint. Um, so excited to bring that whole group on at some point this year. Oh, yeah. Definitely excited to hear from them. And looks like in uh, Midwest Drag Racing Association, you had uh, Nita Strasburg in Tops Dragster and Rod Moore in Top Sportsman. Yeah, that that series was uh, no slouch either, right? And um, and those no. two those two battled the year, and they they travel and they make all that stuff work. So I'm excited to hear a lot more about uh, Anita Strasburg and and Rod Moore's stories um, at some point yeah. this year. Yeah, Midwest is a tough series. Very good series. It really is. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but in the show. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for what they're going to bring this year. Then, then uh, of course, the NHRA, the association, brings. Uh, you know, they crown their champions as well. Um, on the top dragster side, the national champ was Jeremy Hancock. Great story there. We'll we'll get him on to tell that story. And then from the top sportsman side. The national champion was Lance Abbott, and uh, both those guys, Jeremy Hancock and Lance Abbott, I mean, really phenomenal seasons uh, from the get, and then finished strong to make it happen. And, and there's no shortage of just killers uh, that are trying to go out and win national championships in those two classes. So uh, cannot wait to have those two on. But, uh, JP, we sh- we would be remiss if we did not talk about the divisional champions as well. And, and those folks go through – uh, you know that through the divisional schedule is very similar to the PDRI schedule. I mean, it's it's murderers row. I mean, within division, I mean, it's really tough to to get round wins, let alone uh, division wins in this thing. So, uh, and yeah. division one is is the, the prime example. I mean, we talk about top sportsmen in division one, and Jeff Brooks and Frank Vlope, they tie, they tie for the championship. So, I mean, that that's pretty unbelievable, is it not? Yeah, that's uh that looks like that deal that came down to the wire and and uh, both of them ended up with I think like three hundred and four points. So uh, great seasons for both of those guys. Uh, Jeff Brooks, another Virginia native, just saying. You got to get around them all up in the East Coast branch. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta get all those guys together. That's right. Um, that's right. Uh, Brandon Miller got it done though on the top dragster side in Division One, yeah, right. Um, and then of course, uh, Jeremy Hancock again, Division Two top dragster, you know, takes his divisional championship, parlays that into a national championship. Uh, but then on the top sportsman side, Jackie Bennett, uh, you know, gets a great series championship in Division Two. So I mean, those those two guys had Division Two phenomenal years uh, i'll let you talk a little bit about uh two folks that have been on the podcast before in division three okay we've got division three top drags that we got zach sackman and uh division three top sportsman um curtis frederick both tough competitors um both friends of the podcast so good to see them um 
Looks they, like Division Four top drags. They got a little bit of karma, don't you think? You don't think they got a little bit uh, fast brackets karma, both yeah, Zach and Curtis, I, I, for sure, right? Yeah, they. You know, it, it, you come on the show and you win championships. That's just that's what that's, it is. That's what we're all about, brother. That's what we're all about. And <laughs> speaking as uh, of that, like in Division Four, Aaron Stanfield comes on the show, then just starts winning championships. I mean, come on. Uh, well, maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, Aaron Stanfield is your Division Four top your champion. <laughs> yep. And then, in, of course, uh, out of Division Four, also Lance Abbott takes that top sportsman championship in Division Four, wins the national championship as well. So, uh, what what a great you know that we just know Division Four is tough. We we know that from past experience as well. I mean, really, they, they all of these are, but it's uh, man, uh, you, you win division championship. It's something to hang your hat on. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Division Five, uh, keeping rolling right along. Um, Matt Kreff wins Division Five, top dragster, and then on the top sportsman side, one of my favorite people on the planet, Greg Lair, pulling gears, uh, running a five-speed in top sportsman. I don't know any other guys doing that, but legitimately letting go of the clutch, pulling gears and calling everybody a sissy for not doing it as well. I mean, like hey. just doing it, saying it like he is maybe Ric Flair. Got to got to take my hat off to the man doing it old school. I mean, it's not a lot of guys out there doing that still these days, so and and, and winning when you can, you know, winning division doing it, that that's tough. Yeah, we the the when we get him on the show, it's gonna be must listen because he Greg is awesome. I I love that dude, but uh, but he's a heck of a racer as well as a good person. But uh, um, and then take us home. Give us uh, D- division six and division seven championships. Uh, see division six top drags that we got Dylan Hugh, and in top sportsman we got uh, Yeshua Wilcox. And Division Seven top drags that we have Brianna Wings and Division Seven top sportsman uh, Dean Hall. So great list of competitors there. All of them tough, and look forward to talking to all of them. Right, guys, girls, we're we're gonna have the best of the best on for you this season in the beams, and just look forward to champion after champion after champion coming on the show. Today's half-track report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. For all your high-horsepower legal needs, get with Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. Guys, girls, this is the part of the show where we highlight what's happened on the track. Obviously, in January, not a lot of action that has happened on the track. Uh, rightfully so. There's a few races happening down in Florida, but I think it's a good time, JP, just to talk about, I mean, all the excitement that I'm getting from racers and and just in general for this upcoming year. I mean, this 2023 season, 2023 season has some excitement that I personally haven't felt in a long time. And I think it has a lot to do I think there's a lot of credit to give to the associations themselves for building some of that excitement. Uh, would you agree with that statement that the associations themselves deserve some credit for that? 
Yeah, they they definitely deserve some credit. You got a you got a lot of good things going on across the board. Uh, a lot of great racing going on across the board. A uh, lot of big plans. So I think everybody has something to be excited about, no matter where you race at this year. Uh, it looks like it's going to be, you know, wide open um, from bell to bell once we get started. Uh, what do you got? Uh, PDRA going into their tenth tenth anniversary and. Um, that's big. NHRA. That's big, right? Their tenth yeah. year. That's a big deal. I know they're making, uh, and then rightfully so, they're they're um, encouraging that a little bit and and building that. But I mean, that series going ten years, and a lot of people think it's the best thing going for our classes. So give PDRA huge props for going into year ten and trying to blow the roof off it. I, I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah, um, a lot of great stuff going on in NHRA. Um, well, heck, uh, the, Midwest as well. Heck, the, the give give the NHRA credit too. Let me stop you right there. Give the NHRA credit for starting the year with maybe the best decision they've ever made, which is dropping those weights. And we talked about it earlier. I mean, I think if yeah. we're if we're asking the NHRA to do things and to make our sport better, I think I think that's a good start. And that, you know, they are doing things uh, differently in terms of. Uh, field sizes as well and you know they're trying to listen to the racers a little bit more but i think the nhra uh rightfully so gets some heat but they should get some credit in this situation as well and i'm i'm happy to give it personally and then i'll yeah. I'll, I'll finish this thing up with with you because i know this is where you're going with the midwest drag racing series right that was gonna be the next yeah. thing on your list and and this is my thing i think Keith and Ellen and that whole group work incredibly hard. I think they just they were kind of snake bitten a little bit last year in terms of weather, and then you know had an accident that you know lost one of the great drivers, and so um, they were a little bit. I th- I think they you know sometimes that stuff you don't keep somebody down forever like that, right? That's not how that works. You, it all goes in ebbs and flows, and so especially if you keep fighting. So I think they're going to have a monster year. I just I, I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not, you know, I just, I just feel it. I just feel like they have a great year on the horizon for them. Yeah. Look for them to bounce back in a, in a major way. Um, you, you, you know, guy like Keith Haney, you're not going to keep him down and, and, and Ellen works really hard over there and that whole group. So I think they'll, they'll have a great season and, and looking forward to seeing the highlights of their season and what those guys are able to put together. I think Keith and Ellen would be the first group to, to volunteer for like um, an indoor racing league or, you know, putting a big tarp over the, the track so that, you know, we couldn't have rainouts because they got, yeah. they got hurt a couple. But, uh, you know, outside of, of racing indoors, I think, I think they got a real chance to have just a fantastic year and I'm excited for it. And then, of course, there's some stuff that is a little bit out uh, side of what we normally talk about, but uh, for instance, it's going on this weekend, right? The U.S. Street Nationals, right? That that oh, yeah. event is getting hype, isn't it? I mean, like from the pro mod world, they are getting hype down there for that. Yeah, they are, and they are they are down there. They basically the pro mods have invaded Florida, and <laughs> they, <laughs> I mean, the guys are down there early, like. <laughs> Um, it's an invasive species. It yeah, promots are an invasive yeah. species down in Florida. They're uh, taking over, and they're gonna have to have hunts for them. There's so many of them, but uh, <laughs> that that that's going on. And then 
and then staying at that track at Bradenton. Victor's done such a great job with that track that the World Series of Promont, I think, has a chance to be the premier event of the season. I, I really do. Uh, March 3rd and 4th, I think that event uh, just has the opportunity to just really put drag racing on uh, the map for some, you know, because that's going to be on CBS. Uh, so that's yeah. a that's a big market then as well. And I think it's going to put us in some eyeballs that they're not normally on. So I can't can't be more excited than what I already am right now, JP. Whoa, let's get out of the groove for just a second here, JP. And normally when we get out of the groove, normally it's a little bit of whoa. We do not like that, right? That's not what we like. We want to bring this thing back in. But I have to tell you, what we get to talk about today in Out of the Groove is really pretty amazing. And I'm so excited for this guy because he's young also. And I think he's going to be a star in the sport for a long, long time. But we have to talk about this. Alex Laughlin, uh, about two weeks ago, became the first human to have driven, campaigned, and been licensed in, I mean, listen to this class list. Top dragster, drag radial, top alcohol dragster, both top alcohol dragster and a fuel, pro stock, pro mod, funny car, and top fuel eliminators. Think about that. Think about all the different styles of drag racing that there are. This dude has been licensed and competed in it, and it's and he's still young. Like he's a young dude, and he's done almost every form of drag racing there is, and done it at a high high level. Uh, I could not be more impressed. And I, I mean, it's just it's historic. And and who would have thunk it, right? I mean, uh, I. Yeah, because our sport is so diverse. There's so many. I mean, you think about it. Um, you know, the drag radial cars are so much different than a top dragster. So he went from a top dragster to a drag radial car. I mean, think about that. Think about the difference in driving styles that you have to have with those two classes, and then go to the fuels, and then go to pro stock. I mean, it's fascinating, and uh, I'm I absolutely applaud Alex Laughlin for doing that. Yeah, it's 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 definitely impressive. Um, each one of those disciplines, it, it, it's different. None of, none of those are the same. None of those cars you drive the same. So it, it's definitely impressive. And and to have that on your resume is definitely good. So he he's definitely you know been good and got a bright future ahead of him. I think I seen him uh, running Trophy Street at the local track <laughs> one night. Stop <laughs> it! <summer>. Stop <laughs> it! He's, he's doing everything. <laughs> Yeah, there's really, you know, uh, it takes a lot. He, We know he works really hard in terms of, you and I were talking about it off the air, in terms of people that some, have some sponsor money that they don't really have to work hard at, and some people have to work really hard to get their sponsorship money. He's yeah. done and he seemingly worked very hard to get that sponsorship money in order to do that stuff. He had the Hot Wheels uh, program for a while. He's, he's now with Jim Dunn. But but like you're talking about a guy who has earned it. I mean, he's really earned the the opportunity to get behind the wheel of all those different cars. And, and yeah. um, you know, you get you got to give uh, Brett Kepner so, some credit for breaking the story. Like I, I think that's 
Um, Brett, obviously the best historian in drag racing history on and about drag racing. And so Brett breaks the story and it's really pretty, pretty fascinating, but good for our sport. Again, the health of our sport is pretty, I think, in great, great shape. And it goes to guys like Alex Laughlin, who, um, man, I mean, is what are we missing? What are we, I guess he's not, um, he's not been in a top sportsman car. So let's, at least that I know yeah. of. And Brett Kepner doesn't say it. I don't believe it. So um, there there's, no, there's no top sportsman car on that resume. So let's get him in that. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll probably add a super gas car or, you know, something like that as well. Super comp. But, uh, man, what what an incredible skill set that Alex Laughlin is putting on display. And, and going to do it behind a funny car uh, for Jim, Jim Dunn this year. Yeah, he'll 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 definitely. Um, I think he'll definitely bring some. How do you say? Consistency behind the wheel, um, for that team, because the guy's obviously talented. And and let's not forget, Jim Jim Dunn can still dial one up and make a car run. Um, so it ought to be interesting. They 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 they're probably going to hurt some feelings, uh, in funny car this year. Um. They're probably going to catch the people off guard. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to get better. Alex is going to get better behind the wheel, too. Like, I mean, you know, he's doing so many cars. It probably takes a little bit. But once he get, he's going to be really, really good. And, you know, I, I'm with you. I think uh, I don't know that I would bet against that Jim Dunn team right now. Yeah. All right. As we hit the mile per hour cone, JP – we're doing a little something different this year. Uh, I think, at least we're going to try, right? Or we're going to try to make this a little bit different because it is the mile per hour cone. And this segment is all about mile per hour. And it takes great tech to go the mile per hour that we talk about typically on this segment. And you and I talked about it. And we, we thought it might make some sense to do a little more tech in this section. Do you, do you agree yeah, with that? Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, for 2023, we're going to try to try to get a, lo- a, a, a little bit better tech section and um, looking for ideas on topics that we can cover and guests that we may be able to have on to kind of try to facilitate that. Um, so, yeah, 2023. Um, look for the look for us to to get a little bit more tech and get a little bit more insight into what makes these cars go. Yeah, it's, it, it can be difficult, right, to talk tech and, and to make everybody kind of on the same uh, path with that. Because, for instance, like we might, we probably will bring in some fuel injection uh, experts, right? So we'll talk fuel injection because that is becoming more and more popular and more and more used, and rightfully so from a tuning standpoint. Uh, that said, not everybody runs fuel injection. So from that standpoint, right. they may not be interested. Although I'm many times just as interested in stuff that I'm not heavily involved with than I am the stuff I'm already heavily involved with. So maybe that um, is a lure for people as well. But also then we're going to bring in some suspension experts, right? People that are experts at looking at the graph and deciding, hey, the spring rate's wrong here. Let's Let's uh, give it a turn here or there and and try to give it a click to make this thing go down the track. Uh, and then also maybe some chassis builders, right? We want to bring some chassis builders yeah. in because that's important to our classes as well. And, man, uh, so many uh, 
changes and and things that these chassis builders are you know really top of the line are doing to make the chassis even better than even what they were 10 years ago so we're going to have those guys and girls on um but but i'm hopeful and i think i know you're hopeful as well that this is a segment that uh resonates with everybody not just with people that you know uh, potentially are looking for for new stuff in their car but it just is is a good thing to learn and maybe you can use it at some point in your own program absolutely i'm looking forward to it um i think it'll be i think it'll be good overall for the audience and um like i said get to give them a little bit different perspective and a little more insight into you know i'm definitely going to be interested to hear the chassis stuff because everything looks like it's just a whole lot stronger and, and a whole lot lighter nowadays and Looking forward to hearing the process of how all of that comes together. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to it for 2023. I think it's going to be a good time, and I think I think the audience will like it. Yeah, I'll bet you that uh, the phrase uh, "new pipe is fast pipe" uh, gets mentioned at some point in, in this year, right? For sure, <laughs> oh, it's going to come out of a chassis builder's mouth. There's no doubt about it. But uh, that that's really good, and I, I think uh, from for our standpoint. We're excited to bring uh, our listeners some, uh, you know, some some interesting topics for this year. I, I can't wait to uh, to bring all those those guys, uh, you know, the new information. I think it's it's good for all of us to hear that stuff. All right, JP, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it. Let's take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 108. And there it is. There's the wind light. And, of course, the sweet, sweet sound, JP, of our girl, Laura Brannigan. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's just, it sounds so good. It sounds so good. But we had a great episode. I mean, didn't we, for to kick off 2023, I mean, didn't we have a great episode today? Yep awesome episode i'm like i said excited to be back and looking forward to this season i'm gonna throw this challenge out there i, w- I will i throw this challenge out there to our listeners and i don't think anybody's got the the skill set to pull this off i mean it's not because we don't have great listeners but it's just because the challenge is just so steep jp but if someone can recommend a better song than gloria uh, to finish up our episodes, then you know we'll we'll take a serious peek at it. We'll maybe you know throw it out there. We'll listen and let the audience say. But truthfully, I just I just don't think there is really anything better than Gloria. So you know I would say we're tread lightly. Correct. Right, yeah. right. I mean we we're get have to come correct. Tread lightly with your nonsense too. Like don't give me, uh, you know, don't give me any safety dance. Uh, you know, don't don't give me that nonsense. Don't give me any Miley Cyrus. I don't want to hear that no. stuff. You're no, gonna have no to bring Jefferson it. Starship no, crazy. Just- no, no, we didn't. We didn't build this city. Nothing like that. We're not trying to do that. What we're talking about is the hits. We're talking about something strong that uh, is what we can, you know, what we can do to finish a great episode. So we know, we know, Laura can bring that for us. Uh, but I will, I will throw that out to our listeners this year. And you know the way they can do that, right? They, the best way is just to hit the Facebook Messenger uh, and leave it in there. You can put it on the Facebook 
page. That's okay. The fast brackets page is still there. It's operating. You, you probably heard it. Um, but uh, be careful. Be, be careful. No weak stuff. We, we don't want it. You got to qualify. You got to bring gotta, the heat. Yeah, you got to qualify. You're going to have to bring your number one qualifying tune-up. Do not, do not just think you can coast on down the track and, and get it in there because that's it's not the way no. to roll. We need all kits, six kits on at one second, and we're going for it. That's, that's absolutely right. Uh, guys, girls, I hope you enjoyed the show, the very first one of 2023. Uh, keep the rubber side down and travel safe. I'm pretty excited about this new tech section. You know, I always like talking tech. You are the tech guru, Chris. There's no doubt about that. And I have to give JP uh, most of the credit. Do we not? I think we have to give JP some credit for pushing that a little bit. I think he's right. I think he's absolutely right. Well, hopefully I'm right. Hopefully they don't prove me to be misguided (laughs) in my calculations. I'm looking forward to learning more about uh, what's the the Crew Chief software. You're talking about Crew Chief Pro, yeah, Don Higgins. We can bring him back on um, to talk about Crew Chief Pro. He's he was a great interview guest previously, and I, I do believe he'd be willing to come back on. Uh, that prediction software is the gold standard. You're absolutely right, yep. Chris. Uh, but I. In the other stu- stuff that I think, you know, which RacePack has historically been the best data uh, acquisition software, I think there's some other good stuff out there. So so maybe from that realm, JP, we ought to dig into, you know, uh, some of the Holly stuff and from the data acquisition standpoint. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. What do you got? There's so much stuff out there. Yeah, Holly Field Tech. Uh, Mm-hmm. I think Computech does make something yep. now. Yep. Uh, there's another one that I can't. It's it's slipping my name, but I can picture it. It's one of my buddies has it in his car, but I can't I can't think of the name of it right now. I see a lot of people with HP Tune. Yeah, you're you're watching a lot of Street Outlaws right now. I can tell that. I can tell that just by <laughs> just from when you say that, I'm just like, oh yeah, you've been watching a lot of Street no. Outlaws. <laughs> But you're right that the <laughs> HP tuners, right? Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth, using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.